Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. What were you showing me there? I got this Ooh. when you and I were down in Zion. When we went to remember we went to that little rock shop? Yeah, I remember I remember you getting that. I remember you getting that and we put up you made a little altar before we trip. Yeah, in the in the RV I did. And this yeah. thing has gone. I mean, you know, sometimes it's like you kind of have a collection of crystals and stuff like that. And then you also feel like me, you just give them away sometimes to to people who maybe you're chatting with and they have like a thing that reminds you of a, a crystal that you bought for a reason or you found for a reason. And so, but this one, this one's staying with me f- for a long time. That's not, that's not a point of what I wanted to talk about. Oh, on I the, was like, okay, wh- wh- where are we going with it? On the recording. <laughs> that that was just me. I just looked down and I was just showing it to you. That has nothing to do. I, I do remember that the crystal thing. Cause I think we, um, because the, the first night we did mushrooms. Yep. The second night, we laid out like crystal grid, mm-hmm. and but we did LSD. And remember, just like on LSD, we're just kind of like laughing at the the story of crystals and energy. And yep, oh, uh, it's just kind of the, the and that was my first time doing LSD, and so I was. It was just, I, I guess that that is what that crystal reminds me of. Well, and it's funny because. Um, those two nights, back-to-back nights, couldn't have contrasted each other more, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the night where we did the, you know, remember I, I, had, I had tried to make the like lemon tech thing or whatever it was, like yeah. uh, where we had them all ground up and then we drank them with that like li- lemon lime tea that we made or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the night we were so fucking serious and the RV was burning to the ground and I mean, everything was so serious. You were out like praising that tree and like really getting intimate with that tree. Oh, that tree was like, yeah. And well, first I was trying to like purge in this container that the tree had left for us, but I couldn't. I they, I was yeah. feeling sick for a while, but I was in the uh, I was in the story, man, and it was uh, deep in the story, dude. And then well, the next yeah. night, it felt like I was being sacrilegious to the story that I just gotten I deepened into because I was just kind of like, well. Yeah, that's a great story, but, uh, you know, do you just want to switch it? One, the one or many thing. The yeah. one or many thing. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Because that's the big difference, right? You know, mushrooms take you really internal and deep and, and you almost get in touch with like the, whatever you would say, like the sacred or the, or the connect or the connectivity of the, of the mushrooms and stuff like that. But then like the LSD, it's just like, ah. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good story. Sitting, I just, I, I mean, that's an all time great memory for me is just that, I mean, cause we had been going on walks and we had gone and 
like there, we thought there was like that little miniature village across the river. Like we're sitting at the bank of the river. Oh, wait, that? hold on. There was definitely a miniature village there that like in the light of day, you can't see, but we you can't see it in the daytime, though. It was there, though. For like, sure. It was there, dude. It was fucking weird, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But then the but then the best like the for me, the ultimate part of it was. We've done all that and. I mean, it was a long fucking weekend like that. That that was a long night with the mushrooms because we had taken a pretty heavy dose. And then the next day, I mean, around and out in that sun is like 110 degrees and just like trying to stay cool. Like we went into the river and just like stood in the river, like just being very connected to the earth and to the and, and, and to the elements. Right. Yeah. And then that night, dude, we we went hard with it again. And, and, and the LSD was teaching us different things. And. And then it was just like it kind of ended with just you and me sitting in the in the dimly lit RV, just chatting as friends, like just having the time of our lives. Yeah. And it and we kind of thought, remember, almost for a minute there, we were like, dude, this RV could be hurtling through space right now. It could be sitting in the campground at Zion, it could be anywhere. And we're just sitting here. We we've got each other to chat with, and we we you know we can stay up all night chatting about just nonsense. Like who cares? You know, I loved. I that was a really. For me, as formative a night as any of the stuff that we've done together. I mean, if you think about the the reggae fest night, the ayahuasca, the I mean, just all the different experiences that we've had. Sedona. I mean, there's a lot of cool things we've done. Yeah. But among them, that night with that with with acid was one of my all time just formative and and favorite nights. Um, and you know that whole one and many thing. So you had yeah. that, uh, and I think we've talked about it before in the podcast, but we'll just bring it yeah, up. Yeah, I think I think the, we have yeah. the uh, well, icebreakers, well, icebreakers. Yeah, and it has that those two sections, like one or or many, and and what do you want? Um, yeah, that came up today as I was reading. Actually, I was reading some essay that James Hillman wrote on like polytheism versus monotheism, and uh, he's talking about the one or the many, and I had to chuckle when I read that line again. Um, but I guess a little bit it ties into how I've been feeling lately. Um, his whole thrust of like that essay that he wrote was even challenging Jung on his like theory of individuation and like this unity of psyche and that individual uh, unity and wholeness was the eventual goal. Yep. And he was kind of like, I don't know if that's really the goal. That's just one story. You know, you you do have unification, but like he was much more in favor of like a a psychological perspective that mirrored like uh, the Greek pantheon of gods where wholeness is an experience, but we're here experiencing so much of reality that, I mean, it reminds me of that just as we're talking about those two different nights of feeling the mushrooms and the crystals and the trees and the forest. And, and then LSD is like, Oh yeah, that's, that's one story. And that's a good story. But like, yeah, there's other, you know, there's, we're also there's here and we experience uh dissolution and, and tragedy and we come together, but then we break apart and all of the stories are contributing to what he would call soul making. And I feel like I'm kind of resonating with that lately. Yeah, that I, that actually speaks to like an experience that I've had a couple of times recently. So one of the things I miss, I don't know if I miss, but one of the things that is convenient about um, like being 
uh, 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 an active participant of a religion is like, you know, like it's easy to, because I'm really having a tough time spitting this out. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to be a little more clear. People will, if you're, as you're in conversation, people will say, what, what do you believe? What, what, you know, what are you religious, whatever kind of thing. And it was easy to be like, Oh, Mormon. Right. That's like a, it's an easy category, but then it also kind of like, unless someone wants to dig in and like chat about Mormonism, it's not a cool way to like really connect with somebody and get really deep with them. So I, so I do not miss that part of it. Cause I like to talk about like, I don't want to talk about like, you know, the weather or what people's kids are doing. I, I want to talk about like, who are we, you know, type of stuff. Yeah. How do we experience the world? But it's also really hard to dive into that with someone who you're just maybe meeting or having a, a, a dinner with when they're like, you know, what do you believe? Uh-huh. And you're like, how much time do you got? <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I believe happens. I believe everything and nothing all at once. That's what I believe. Yeah. I realize how much harder it is for me to answer that question now. Um, so hard. I even had an experience a few weeks ago where I was getting drinks with an ex-Mormon friend who I hadn't seen in a few years. Um, and he was kind of asking me where I'm at now in terms of spirituality. And we talk about this weekly on the podcast and I could not, I was bumbling and fumbling over my words. I didn't know what to say. I didn't really know how to describe it. He was confused. I was confused. And I left there being like, Oh, what do I believe? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's that's, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I just saw the new black Panther movie. Yeah. How was and that? yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's long. There's, it's probably like a little, it's a little all over the place. Do you it's know what I mean? Three hours long. Yeah. It's like two hours and 45 minutes long. Oh wow. That's like, and it doesn't need to be, you know? Yeah. Um, I also went with like, so one of the, one of the people that I went with has a tough time suspending their disbelief for a movie, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. not in the ways that you'd think. So she's like, um, like the whole point of the Black Panther movie, and this isn't, I'm not going to give any spoilers away or anything like that, but it's like, you know, people are trying to like find this vibranium, like Wakanda, the 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 main city that Black Panther is from, that's like this world power with amazing technology. Like their, their thing is that they have the world's like mineral deposit of like from a meteorite of vibranium. That's what they made Captain America's shield out of and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so the part, the part of the movie is, well, there's two parts of the movie I wanted to chat about. So the part of the movie is like, they're drilling, they're trying to, in other parts of the world, people are trying to find this vibranium. But like anytime somebody hits it, it's like, oh, this heavy duty drill, uh, you know, is all torn to shreds because you can't drill my, you know, vibranium. And so this, this gal is like, yeah, but it really bothered me because I was like, well, how do they extract vibranium and cut it to make all of the little devices and weapons and things and it, and it was just so funny to me because i'm like there's also literally a guy who can breathe underwater and can fly and is bulletproof and has superhuman strength like that's also a main part of the movie <laughs> but we're gonna sit here and pick it apart because we don't know how uh the 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 drillers can harvest the millenn- the vibranium out of the earth like who fucking cares like there's <laughs> There's also people that are getting like stabbed through the heart and are just continuing to fight and live. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> flying around, zipping around in their Iron Man suits. It's like, okay, we get it. Just wants a little bit more logical consistency through the. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny, but like the point, the point back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the movie, you know, cause the guy who plays black Panther, Chadwick Boseman died of cancer. Yeah. It, like, like mysteriously, it was like a surprise to everybody. Yeah. Like no one knew he had it. No one knew he had it. Yeah. And he kept it pretty under wraps and just sort of like always had that good, you know, went with it. Like, Hey, you know what, when it's my time, it's my time, but I'm just going to give everything to my roles and my people. I love and stuff like that. Very cool story, but they have to, they have to address it somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. They got these like 45 movie universe that they're like, well, how did this indestructible superhero just not show up anymore? (laughs) And so they, they, you know, they do it in a real cool, like it's a real emotional way. Like the beginning of the movie, it's like, they kind of have a little funeral for him and all that kind of stuff. And, and they don't get into too much detail about how he died. It's just like, Oh, we had a disease, you know? And 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 so they don't have to like open up the, like the fucking Reddit floodgates for like, well, what if he had the super soldier serum? Who cares? Right. Also, they're pretty vague about, like how yeah it's just like a mystery illness they couldn't save him what a tragedy that that that's the opening scene of the movie so i hope yeah i'm not spoiling it for everybody but that's that's how they did that's how they just explain away that he's gone yeah which is actually you know i mean other than cancer isn't so much of a mystery but it was a mystery cancer that he well had. yeah it was sort of a slice of real life for them to put that in there what a tribute yeah. do you know what i mean um well and then after that you know the sort of the 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 thematic element throughout the movie is that you know his mother is grieving him and his sister is grieving him and they they're they're really kind of superpower people anyway too and the mother's the queen of wakanda and 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 the the argument that they have about this mourning process i mean you know it's, he's been dead a year type of thing mm-hmm. it's like the mother is like you need to do ceremony type stuff um, you need to connect with him. You need to see him in the, in the wildlife and in other people's faces and commune with him meditatively and, and have him live on in your heart and in, in how you deal with that kind of stuff. Like connect with the ancestors type of thing was her whole vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this, the daughter, her daughter, his sister is just like total, like she's genius beyond genius level technology person and she's science and all that kind of stuff. And her whole thing is no mom, that's just a construct that your brain has created for you to um, deal with his passing. You know, she's like, and then she gives this whole big like scientific thing. She's like, I don't want to mourn with your fucking ceremonies and your traditions and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that for most people watching that, they're just like, Oh, this is a touching sort of good little part of the movie. Cause she has to, grow and she has to like find it within herself to be good at being things, you know, but like for me, that conversation hit really close to home. Cause it's like, Uh I, I'm with you. I'm with both of you. Like (laughs) I I, I was was, like, I I agree. Say the same thing. And maybe that's what I'm feeling right now is like, right. It's like, I agree with both of you. You're both right. Yeah. And so it's like back to the thing I think you and I talk about a lot, which is just like, well, a big part of this whole deal is just us, what we choose, you know, what, what kind of attitude we choose, what kind of story we tell, what, what kind of how we see the world around us and the, and the, the positive stimuli, the negative stimuli, the neutral stimuli. It's just how we, you know, how we dance through this, this life kind of thing. 
And it was so funny just sitting there, um, you know, surrounded by Mormons. Uh, I mean, I'm in Salt Lake. I'm with my family. And we're just watching this this great, you know, this big, big production, big blockbuster movie. And the the most like throwaway conversation that, you know, the kids who are watching Marvel movies are like, get to the cool shit. Like, we don't yeah. care about, you know, them sitting around a fire talking about how to mourn the dead. Oh, but for I me, it was I, like, I was here with three hours of that actually. Right. Like I was like this, keep this shit going. I'm bawling over there. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. It's like, I'm, I'm with you both, you know? And yeah. I worry that the focusing too much on the, on the tradition side doesn't give a person uh, like a real chance to go through emotions and mourning because they have to, they have to adhere to the traditions that say, Oh, you're going to see them as an ancestor when you get to the, the ancestor realm or when you get to the afterlife, that's, that's a, that's a coping mechanism that we can't fully mourn. Right. Yeah. But then on the other side of that, the thing about like, she's racked with guilt, she's racked with pain. She can't get over it because she, her whole thing is that no, his, his cells failed, his body died and he's, he's gone. He ceases to exist. And so she's, she, she just can't, she can't deal with that mourning. She's always, she's perpetually mourning. And I was like, yeah, God damn, it's got to be somewhere like it's got to be both. I, I was I was almost going to say somewhere in the middle, but it's I think it's it's just both. And, no, I think and it is both. And I don't and think it nothing is, makes sense. Yeah, I think you saying it's both is actually really, I guess, astute. I was going to use that word. Is that a good word? <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I said it's stupid. Well, I thought you said it, me saying both is kind of stupid, but it makes sense. I, I don't, no, I said astute. Oh, astute. Okay. I, I prefer, I prefer astute to stupid, but yeah, great. <laughs> no, I was saying it's astute. I think it's like, I, I was trying to think of a different word for it. It's like, cause I don't think it's in the middle. I think there's, it's both. It's, yeah. um, and it's like this thing of, we are, you know, we've had experiences these last couple of years where we've have reconnected with human ritual, whether through plant medicine, whether through different types of ceremonies, whether through a ritual I do in the morning where I, you know, light some candles and do Kundalini yoga, or lately I've been doing this mantra. Yeah. Uh, and it's a mantra. And I've talked about this a couple episodes ago, but it's called like the green tar, green Tara mantra. And it's a prayer to the goddess of the eight fears or something. And I don't know why there's only eight fears. I've been trying to count them and there's more than eight. I feel like, but, um, <laughs> in other words it's like we can we can also make the mistake of i th i think there's an issue with being too literal in whatever way you do it yes agreed and we can take that so literal and be like okay you i go through these mala beads and i'm counting up 108 of them and you know, if I miss one, it's like missing a sacrament prayer or something or like a word in the sacrament Yeah, you got to start over or something. Yeah. yeah. Or like, um, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting in the, this into words, but there's an element of like, we've seen how, and I felt how these rituals can be this container for human suffering and emotion and uh, grief you know, you think of a grief ritual and, and you're doing it, maybe some God or goddess is involved in this ritual. And maybe that's just a, a God or God goddess that we've imagined for this particular ritual. I mean, take, even take Christ or something, right? Yeah. Like 
but it's still an outlet of emotion. It's still, it's still processing. It's still working through things. And so as I've been doing this like mantra, I've noticed that fear comes up and it's, I've been singing the mantra. And so the, the tone will change as like the fear moves through me. And at the end, I feel so much better. And you can say, well, yeah, you, of course you just staying enchanted for uh, 10 minutes yeah, I did. And so maybe I could have done that to anything. Maybe I could have done boo, bop, do, 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 but do, you know, where it's like, I could have done it's like, whatever. Maybe I didn't need to do it to a mantra or maybe that mantra invites some sort of reverence that stirs up a different type of emotion in me. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I have a hard time articulating this, but. Well, because I, I, I think that it's cause it's, 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 it's both and and neither and whatever what what makes me i i feel like we are equal parts like when we talk sometimes we'll get going and we'll start going down kind of funny things about you know peculiarities of of mormons or i mean members of the church of jesus christ latter-day saints or like sort of cultural traditional kind of oddities and that kind of stuff yeah and i i think that i always i always I always sort of get in my head, like, I, I don't want to be bashing on the church. Do you know what I mean? That, like, I always think that to myself, but I also actively want to bash on the church, like on the, on the things that the church produces. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, it, it's this thing that I, I, I think it's ineffable. That, that's why you and I are both dancing around trying to even explain how we feel. It's because all of these things have to we don't like this idea of indecision or or um the unknown i guess maybe and so we come up with stories to uh, fill the gap like to explain the unknown and whether we call those stories uh you know science or religion or, or somewhere in between it it, do, it doesn't ultimately it doesn't really matter um like if a person you know, turns their car and and says a little prayer to Jesus that their car will start because it's a cold morning and the car's had a tough time starting lately. Well, so the, let's say the car starts. Now, a scientist could be like, well, blah, 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 this is what happened. A religious person could be like, well, answer to the prayer. And it's like, well, who fucking knows? Because, there, you know, with chaos theory, there's a million different versions of that person sitting in that cold car trying to get it to start. Where it doesn't start, and then it, and then it becomes a conversation of like, well, now, I, okay, thanks for this challenge, Lord, and I got to call them, I got to call a tow truck, and I get a mechanic, and I got to you know all that kind of stuff. It, it, so it's just we have to yeah. exist in we 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 have to like by the law of nature again, even even invoking the law of nature, I'm 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 making some kind of claim here, but we just have to exist in this. Um, con like like this contradictory existence where all things can be true based on the person's perception and the and their what's going on internally for them and their individualization it's just and then all none and then because all because all things are true to the people who believe them nothing is nothing is true like not, not it just becomes this really weird stupid paradox well, and I think one of the reasons why I have a hard, hard time doing this is because I've gone, you know, you say it's both and I've been on both spectrum. I've, I've been all across that spectrum throughout my life, you know, as a believing Mormon, 
I did believe that there was a power to giving a priesthood blessing or yeah. blessing the sacrament and ingesting it or getting baptized or doing whatever we fucking did at the temple. Um, I believe that it had some like power to it. And then, you know, became an atheist and would laugh at all of that and be like, can you believe what I used to do? Yeah. But then also feeling the emptiness of like the, our rational minds. Um, yeah, we are rational. We have, we have, we can think, we can plan, you know, we can, science is achieve great things through this separation of mind and body and in, in objectifying the world and studying it, but we're also connected to it. And so you miss, you know, like, uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but his sister in it, she's, yeah, she's a rational, a human, but she's also an animal. You know, she also has those animal instincts yep. of grief and sorrow and, and to have those rituals that we can hold that for humanity is important too. And then, so now in, in this path we've been uh, doing the last few years of plant medicine and um, I've seen the power of those rituals and also see how you can also take those two literally too. That's exa exactly, man. Yes. And so it's like this, it's interesting. So in this essay, essay I was reading from Hillman, he talks about two of the uh, commandments. Um, he's talking about, you know, his his argument, like for more of a polytheistic view of reality, because he believes that's just kind of how the psyche is, is more polytheistic. And he's talking about how uh, honor thy father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land or whatever. And he talked about how that could be, a, that was almost viewed as a way of killing all of these uh, nature entities we had and now replacing them with a mother and father. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he also said, or too, you could look at it more as honor our father and mother, like not like our parents, but our, uh, the earthly mother, heavenly, like the, the, the father and the mother, like the these, mother. yeah, these, 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 uh, foundational, uh, almost like, well, deity, I guess we're saying deities, right? The, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in connection with the, these deities in whatever form they appear to you, that your days may be long upon the land that in, in working with these, these entities. Um, and then he also talked about how in the second commandment is no graven images, but then Moses in himself engraves it into these tablets, which have become an image that you'll oh, see yeah. in churches everywhere. Yep. But he, and this is, I guess the point I was wanting to make is his argument is against literalism that when God's saying that he's like, don't put, don't, take what I'm saying so concretely, so literally. So don't take an image and now worship the image or, you know, the images of our psyche uh, are, can't be contained and can't be, they're ever shifting and ever forming and, and are always pointing to something greater than what they themselves represent. And yeah, I feel like dude. that tied into what we were talking about, but <laughs> yeah, it, it totally does. Well, because I, I honestly, we're talking about a thing that, um, I mean, I, if, if Hillman is experiencing it, a lot of us are experiencing it. This is a thing that I get kind of, maybe there's a dark side of me, you know, type of thing where literalism, where I can use it 
I, yeah, th- th- this is like this is like a little bit self-reflective because I, I feel like I use literalism to 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 mock others. Yeah, but maybe don't often enough turn it around uh, and and point it inward, and then get on a podcast and talk like I know what I'm talking about and say that I have all the this shit to say type of thing too because because what i even just now while you were talking about that i was thinking yeah if you think about you know even even mormonism is a good example if you think about uh, would a mormon say that they're polytheistic no, no they, they would wouldn't. they they would say monotheistic right yeah but also mormons like to be the the contrarians in the in the in the christian pantheon of like well, God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost are different, separate entities. And also, we all existed previous to this, and then we will continue to exist after this. And it's by it, it's by slowly going through that process of perfecting ourselves that we too may become like God. And, and so therefore, if you've got people who are becoming like God, well, what do you call something that's like God? You call it God, right? Like it's it's yeah. also <laughs> God. <laughs> like you can't be, you can't be like sort of like God. Right. Uh huh. Like, I guess you. I guess you could say you're like godlike. Oh, that person's very godlike, and and you'd just be like talking about like well, you know whatever qualities you're saying about that. But even that is a misleading phrase because to admit to a, that a person can become like God means that a person has become God, and that there are multiple of these. That, that this isn't a a zero sum game. That like there's in there's infinite amount of opportunities for people who have become like God, and therefore polytheism. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Well, then think of all the prophets and Book of Mormon heroes and spiritual heroes. And then the gods that they push into the shadow, devil and femininity and... Yes. Right? So those are all gods. And you think of it even in like a Catholic perspective, you know, you would think Catholic is monotheism, but what about the Virgin Mary? And what about all the saints? and saints. Yeah. yeah, The archangels and the things that they... I mean, Catholics, they have a prayer, you have a prayer to each of the saints and uh, which, I mean, it's very polytheistic even if you want to call it monotheistic yeah so i i think that's just it right even even um i well a- atheistic i mean so you have monotheistic polytheistic and a- atheistic mm-hmm. even atheism you know that, that that's always a that's always like a good old debate of like is atheism a religion well no it's not like you go to your atheist church and give tithes and donations but it certainly is like what you believe i mean you know it is it is what how you think that the world works and you know atheism we we can get into like the the power of science and the power of chaos and the power of like basic shit like orbit and uh and 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 physics and gravity and stuff like that but it's still like this this other entity. Oh, the gravity is pulling me down, and then and then a whole story can be told about gravity. You know, a whole story can be told about uh, how the planets rotate. It, it's just fucking for me. I feel like I'm high right now talking about this because it's just like it's just weird to think that we that any of us speak with any level of confidence on anything when it's like how could we? How, what, yeah. what are you, what are we talking about here? Based on what, like, based on what sample size, or based on what, what fucking congregation, or, or, you know, constituency, or whatever. It's I'm fucked up today, man. I'm I, I've been thinking about all this stuff since last night, and it just makes me almost like crippled with 
with how, how could I possibly think I have a, a, a unique thought or, or something interesting to share, you know? Or yeah. And then it's like, why do we speak at all in that case? Right. If yes. it's like, we, <laughs> like, I mean, it, coming on today, Doug, I it's funny. We, we feel similarly. Uh, I was thinking that I just say similarly in a weird way. I did, but I think it was good. Whatever. Um, because I've been feeling the same kind of shit. And I was thinking like I was bringing the topic here, but I feel like we both brought it in this. We're both feeling the same way. And I was, when you texted and said, are we recording today? I was like, yeah, but frankly, I don't know if I have anything of value to say. And this time I really yeah. meant it. Like I felt that in a way of like a um, in, inferiority complex or like, a, you know, imposter syndrome kind of way. But this was one where I was really like, look, I don't know if I have anything of value to say. I don't even know if there's any anything even valuable to ever say. <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy that you're that that's what we're talking about because that's what I've been and and maybe 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 it's good we're talking about it. I I don't know. It, like because it really was. Like today for me when I texted you that, it's cuz we we had planned we, we had said okay, well let's plan on on recording on Sunday. But I was I was kind of sending out this like feeler of, well, maybe Mike's busy doing something or it's just not a good date. Cause I literally was like, dude, is it time? Has, has, has the podcast itself said all of the things that we ever wanted to say? Like, do we keep repeating ourselves? Is it just the same shit? And, and I, I don't know the answer to that, man. Like I, I don't know that either. I mean, sometimes we say the same shit and sometimes we, I mean, we're circling around to the same stuff again and again, or, I don't know. This one feels different in the way of like, I was just, maybe there's been some, a little bit of disillusionment for me in not the medicine community and like the, um, I mean, it's been a while since like we, we haven't really talked about tripping in a while. I mean, I guess we, we always weave it in somehow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking that too. It's funny you mentioned that. Cause I was like, Oh, if we stopped talking about our two, like what our title is, do we talk about Mormonism and, 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 and psychedelics or do we just like talk about, are we just like a, a really shitty philosophical discussion <laughs> kind of thing, you know, that has guests yeah. on, but nobody knows what the hell they're talking about, you know? But all I, all I can talk about is what I want to talk about. Same. You know, and I can't come here and, and manufacture talking about shit I don't want to talk about. Um, and look, even in this, we, we've, we've so far managed to talk about both mushrooms and LSD and yeah. spirituality and, and all of it. So it's yeah. all in there. Um, but I was listening to this one podcast and I'm not going to say the name this time. Um, but the host, someone sent it to me. Um, and I've listened to this podcast a lot and I've enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of a, a spirituality medicine theme type podcast. And, but the host was talking about, um, he had some guests on and after the guests had left, he was like, can you, can you feel what he's saying? It has that feeling of truth to it. And that's how, you know, he's speaking truth. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. My, my, uh, spidey senses were tingling on that one like that's what we've been fed i'm mean, that was the same logic i used to go and spend two years of my life in brazil yep. trying to convert people and said oh wait you don't have to answer any of these questions about what mormonism is did you read it did you feel good when you read that like verse that we showed you moroni 10.4 or whatever it is um yeah then you know then you know it's all true um so he used that and then he started talking about this event they were holding that was like this supposed to be this um 
it felt like gathering Zion, really. He's like, oh, we're going, we're going this time yeah. with, we've capped it at a few hundred people. We're going to go dedicate the land and we're going to, you know, I'll just say it, it was Aubrey Marcus podcast. And yeah, I, I, I love figured, Aubrey Marcus. I didn't know, but I figured it was Aubrey Marcus. And instead of people guessing, and, and I'm not like, and I'm, I'm not trying to speak out against Aubrey Marcus. I'm just, it's just some of the stuff he was saying was triggering a lot of this Mormon shit in me. Yeah. And maybe it's good just to talk about it openly because I still really love his podcast and I, I, I really like him and he's so articulate and, and he speaks in such a loving way and is so wise and like, but this one just resonated wrong with me because of that element. And then they were hosting some event, and um, the whole thing of like a more beautiful, let's, let's imagine a more beautiful world than we could think possible, which I love, which we always talk about that, about imagination and imagining, but it felt like we're going there to dedicate the land. We're building like a Zion there. There were some other things he said that just felt so much like what Joseph Smith said back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. If this rings true to you. And so then it activated the other part of me that's like, no, there is a value in reason and thinking. And we have these different functions. You know, Jung would say there's thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuition are four major functions. And all of them serve a purpose. And when you're making a decision, I mean, you should really kind of consider all of them, you know? Like you have your intuition to help. Yep. You have your feelings that can provide some guidance and you've got, uh, but then you also have thinking, you have all these functions and I don't know. And, and maybe if he were here, he could uh, like Aubrey Marcus, if we ever chat with him, we could clarify his point. He could defend himself and whatever. I just, all I'm saying is that triggered something in me that I didn't realize I was feeling was sometimes this. And in the medicine space, we see it and it's this like, okay, now this is the great awakening and we're all waking up and we're all coming to the center of unity again. And, and I even said in the podcast, like, you know, I'll sing Saturday's warrior and, you know, and talk about maybe all Mormons are waking up and we're coming to like this Eden like state of, I don't know, but then it's like, but is that just another story that we're all glomming to? And we're all, are we always as humans searching for Eden? In some form, dude. Honestly, you're 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 nailing it. Also, by the way, Aubrey Marcus wouldn't have to come on and defend himself at all. It would just be a can we chat? Can we chat about this? Oh yeah, and I wouldn't be attacking it either. I would just be like, well, you you said you said you know he can come on and defend himself, and I was like, oh, he didn't need to defend anything because we we say we say outlandish shit all the time on this thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like literally, we do obviously. But, you know, the thing that you're talking about is, to me, because I think about why do I, why do I talk? Like, like, you know, we're talking about like, okay, not only do I talk when I'm in a group with people, but I, you and I have a fucking, we record our conversations and send them out into the universe. Like people can listen to them, right? Uh Yeah. What, what kind of narcissism is, but then I think to myself. Like I, I, I think most of there, there's, there's, there's a couple of things at play here. First of all, I just want to feel like I matter. Like I literally just want to feel like, do I matter? And so I'll, I'll, I'll talk to hear my own voice or to have other people hear my voice and, and acknowledge like you're nodding right now. And it's like, okay. Oh good. 
Mike can hear that I'm making noises right now and he knows I exist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. holy shit. That's like a really important part to me uh, of this whole life thing is that like, do any, does anybody else know that I exist? Like that's a fuck. That's a mind. That's a fuck right there. That's a mind fuck right there. Yeah. But then the other thing is, I think we also are just filling time. Like we, we have this linear, we have this linear time where it's like, okay, you, 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 you pop out of the womb. And then from that point until we bury you or burn you or say goodbye to you, you have X number of like minutes and seconds and hours and days and weeks and months. It's just like, I'm just filling time between doing, between doing fun stuff and between doing stuff I don't want to do. Right. It's like, like, Oh, sit around and chat with my buddy, Mike. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, go like play the guitar and, and sing to myself or sing to other people. Fuck. Yeah. Have sex. Goddamn. Let's do this. Oh, go out and, you know, do like a, a job I don't want to go do, like manual labor of some kind. I got to go out and shovel the walk. Like, it's just me going from thing to thing and making a judgment on, is this worthy of passing the time? But it it all is, it, regardless of it, if it's deemed worthy or unworthy or fun or unfun or pleasant or uh, miserable. It is all compared against the same lens of I have in I have a finite amount of linear time, and how do I rank this thing? And do I and do I matter? Does this matter? Does anything matter? Like that's what I think about too much, and I can't get out of my own head about it. Is it too much though? Or I don't know. Um, and I'm even thinking about this conversation in terms of. You know, in, in the episode, which we don't know if we're going to be able to release that we spent this week recording. Um, yeah. I mentioned no, only three hours. <laughs> I mentioned the end about like how giving voice to something. That act of like, it's almost like calling back your power, like you have your your part spread out across everywhere. And you're almost like the the importance of like a uh, I'm putting it in quotes, but like a confession. You know, you're you're calling you're calling back your power. and um, and so even voicing the parts where it's just like, man, I'm in the state where it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I don't even know if I even care anymore. Um, I don't know. That's an experience to give voice to, I guess. <laughs> right. Because, because even speaking it out loud isn't, is identifying it. it is, is being like, what, what am I feeling? Like, why do I feel this this sinking sense of my own mortality or why, why do I, why do I feel like there is a beginning and an end to me? Or why do I feel like, you know, anything could matter at all? Well, it, speaking it out loud makes us be like, Oh, okay. Well then let's, let's prioritize and find ways to enjoy and appreciate all of the experiences of life. Instead of just the ones that were like, oh, yay, I I had a big rush. I had a big dopamine dump from that. Or, oh, I got a big boner about that or something. It's not just those things, but it's also like, oh, wow, I was hot and sweaty and red-faced and uncomfortable during this conversation. Or, oh, yeah. uh, this person is mad at me and we have like a uh, – we, we have to like mend our friendship. Like these are – who – so it becomes this thing of like, okay, well, if we're playing the game, this is the 
same goddamn thing we talk about every week. Yeah. If we're just playing the game, can't I observe that a little bit more and be a little bit more aware of the game part and act accordingly or or or, or proceed accordingly? Is that yeah, is that you're you're dead on with the. S- I'm loving the fact it's just like being in whatever experience it is that you're in and being okay with it, not trying to move through it. I mean, almost feeling like no, and I keep bringing it back to Hillman. And I'm sorry because. I am taking like an archi- archetypal psychology course this term. Oh, so that's, all, that's Hillman, baby. That's yeah. all Hillman. So I mean, a lot of him. Um, and I really resonate with him. I know he's, he, I think he liked to push, to poke the bear just to poke it sometimes. And he has like this trickster quality to him of like, in, in, in doing so, like in a lot of Jungian circles, he's not, they don't read Hillman. They like, uh, they don't, they think he kind of went too far away from Jung. Um, which I think is something else to like look at as far as like how anything yeah, can turn a little bit yep. culty, you know, yep. it has to get, it has to get the, the, the fours and againsts, right. It's got, yeah, exactly. Yep. Instead of just having it be what it is and like, Oh yeah, yeah, this part resonates with me. This doesn't. And, um, but, uh, what was I talking about with Hillman? I got distracted by talking about why I'm talking about Hillman. Um, <laughs> we're talking about, Oh, like, meaning yeah yeah he talked about um the pathologizing that our pathologies or our symptoms are, are the entryway into the archetypes the the uh it's what like our our depression isn't something to be fixed but something to be almost deepened into to understand what is this depression teaching me and maybe depression is only a bad thing in this manic society that we have of so maybe depression isn't the issue but the fact that we even say depression is an issue yes maybe yes. if we didn't live in this society that required so much doing and climbing the corporate ladder and success and pulling yourself up from your bootstraps kind of bullshit like, or knowing, or knowing the right way to be woke, or the wrong way to yeah. be woke—all of those things, right? Yeah, that maybe we wouldn't see. We maybe we wouldn't even call it depression. Maybe it'd be like, oh, I'm just—I have a dark mood right now, and but that dark mood is also, you know, deepening you into this experience of Earth and why, why, why you're here. Like, if this striving we have to always achieve could be seen as a way of almost trying to escape earth instead of deepening into this experience. And also this desire to build like an an Eden-like paradise, a Zion-like paradise on earth could be also a desire to escape earth and the sicknesses and illnesses and death and disease and, and stories we create here where maybe there's, maybe we really do love these stories and that's why we, you know, we're here and we keep going back to these and keep creating these constellations of gods and archetypes and uh, in different formations to experience different things, you know, experience being the uh, the victim and also being the perpetrator and experience being all the different roles that we play here. And you're, uh, you're, you're, you're crushing this right now because this this comes back to and i know i've talked about it a couple of times but the this podcast 
Like it, this almost feels kind of meta because we're we're on the podcast talking about the podcast, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, probably people have tuned out by now. <laughs> like it's like, what the hell are they talking about? But so I've had it's taken me like some ups and downs, and I'm still probably not there just yet. When to to even think about and categorize the podcast because. I want people to listen to it. I check, you know, we check the download numbers and all that kind of stuff. Like I want people to listen to it, but then why do I want, I want, do I want people to think that I'm insightful or think I'm kind or think I'm funny or think I'm the kind of guy they could hang out with? Like I, like there are all sorts of things that go through my mind of why a person might listen to the podcast. And I, and I hope it's, I, I always sit there and hope it's one of those things, but I've had to come to terms with the idea of, it, there's also, it could just be that people like listening to something and, and, and they want to feel less alone as they drift off to sleep or, or we're so boring and stupid that they, it helps them sleep or, right. or it gets people mad and they can like accuse us of being these archetypal things that they have in their own life. I, I, I've had to realize that like, I can't answer the question externally of why we do this. I have to enjoy the story of of why I why I want to be doing it, yeah. which is I I'm elated after the conversation every time every week. Yeah. I go through a range of emotions after we release the podcast of you know greed, like I hope people are listening to it, and uh, and 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 kind of humiliation of like oh I hope I didn't say anything stupid and people think I and people hate me and people think I'm crazy, and. Uh, you know, back to joy of like, oh, someone commented on it or back to misery because someone didn't comment. Like there's all sorts of things. But but I have to tell you that while we're chatting with each other and then the aftermath of just like feeling on that high. And then even when I'm in a a, a new emotional state in my life, I apply what me and Mike are talking to each other about, not not the broader what does the podcast do or who listens to it or whatever, but just like, what do me and Mike talk about? And it gives me a way to enjoy and appreciate the story and see its evolution and see that it, and see that it's a thing that I'm actively participating rather than just saying, Oh, I'm a victim of my own existence. And therefore it's all meaningless. And why do I have to keep thinking about it? And what is it type of thing? It's, it, it's a fucking I go back and forth on this stuff, man. Well, this is, uh, you stirred something in me there because I'm thinking of, I guess this melancholy or indifference I was feeling today. Um, and maybe it's more of an indifference about being, feeling pressure to be any certain way other than how I'm feeling right now or to do any certain thing other than what I want to do. And you were hitting on it in that, why do I keep doing the podcast? It's because I fucking love doing it. And I love chatting with you every week. I love it when we bring on guests and they're fascinating. And I love the topics we hit on. You know, I love talking about healing and uh, Mormonism to some degree and like uh, theoretical bullshit and uh, gods and archetypes and stories and mythology and dream work and whatever, I'll, TV shows, whatever we talk about. That's what I want to chat about, you know? Yeah. Same. Um, and so I think there is an element of, Cause you could look at it is in the sense of like, Oh, if we're just here, just like recycling stories um, and um, kind of maybe it takes a little bit of the meaning, you know, this deep sense of 
meaning we sometimes find in the stories of like, you know, think of the meaning of we had in Mormonism of being in the church in the last days and Christ is coming again soon. And so we, uh, we were the chosen soldiers to be there in the last days when everything's turning into wickedness and darkness. I mean, that sounds like a fucking exciting movie to be a part of. Oh yeah, dude. You (laughs) want to be back. That's action packed. Yeah. And so in leaving that, you know, and discarding that story. And then I was like, in this story of like, wow, you see everyone waking up with psychedelics and like, uh, we could envision a more beautiful earth here with people waking up and healing and, and then getting wrapped up in that one too, um, and which I'm still in that one. I still love it. I still feel like um, there is something happening. You see people waking up. There is a storyline happening here that we are a part of. Definitely. And and so sometimes zooming out and seeing like, oh shit, we're just playing in a story. Then, but then you're like, wow, this is kind of a cool story. You know, you've got all these people, right? All these people live, uh, leaving this religion and, and, and other religions. And we don't just have Mormons listening to this podcast, um, who are, and, and you think of like the, the psychedelic Renaissance, people waking up to all sorts of different dogmatic beliefs they had as a child. And, and even the, even the dogmatism of, of rational science and, uh, capitalism and America, right? The, the, the dogmatic approach we take it to nationalism and, and everything, um, waking up to like create a, maybe a more beautiful existence where humans are more in harmony with nature and with our natural selves. And we're not just exploiting nature, but we're living with it. That's a pretty fucking cool story to be involved in. And so if I'm leaning into what I want to do and what I want to want to say, then I'm contributing to that. I'm in the story. And then you're, you're, yeah. yeah, you're, you're participating in the story by choice. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Now it's like, now it's like, okay. And I understand this is going to have ups and downs and I'm going to be frustrated and depressed and it's going to be, have some painful growth moments and some moments too, where like I feel drawn to something. And then all of a sudden, you know, that, I don't know, just like the, the ebbs and flows of the story too, and being okay to be in the ebbs and the flows of it. Yeah, man. I, I, I have, I hang on to this. Like the, the exact thing we're talking about is, is a thing that I hang on to because it's the thing that is entertaining me. It's the thing that, um, I've almost like what you're saying. It's, it's the thing that makes me feel there's value to that. I'm, that I'm able to actively participate. Yeah. And, but I'm also leaving the door open for me finding another story that I think, oh, now this is the one that I want to be actively participating in. And it's that I'm, uh, uh, you know, someone who like goes completely off grid and just lives and, and, and looks down on the people who are using man-made power and electricity and, and internet and who knows i'm not i that doesn't sound interesting to me right now at all but it's just like i'm i guess i'm okay with i guess i'm okay with what we're doing with all of the flaws of the potentiality for people to get too dogmatic about it and to feel like it gets culty and the the potential for people to feel like we're not doing it 
dogmatically enough. We're not doing it with enough uh, honor to the the plant or the trees or the earth or the or the stones. We we can't ever be any of those things other than just doing it the way we're doing it. And and the thing that that gives me something to like hook in and hold on to is that we are doing it the way that we like doing it. Like, we, like that's the important part there. We, that we like doing it. We come across people that do it very differently with both with guests and because of the people that we get to sort of meet through this, this world. Right. And you, even you and I do it a little bit differently from each other. Uh huh. Yeah. But we've found like a, a dance partner in one another. Uh, and to me, that's, to me, that's what it is. And that's why it continues to be interesting to me is because I have someone who I don't get to see as often as I want to physically that I can check in with and talk about all of the experiences that we're having and all the weird thoughts that we're having circling that. And that's what gives me the joy. And and then I, I also think like putting it out into the world, maybe there are other people who kind of feel that way. And it's like, we're, we're the, we're the friends that are just chatting as we're all kind of waiting till the next thing happens. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Am I uh, being too weird no. here? No, because I, I think you're speaking a little bit to what we're talking about with like the polytheistic approach of like, what's, what's alive in your psyche right now? Where are you feeling drawn to? I mean, can even talk about it is like, and then speaking again of LSD, remember an LSD before we, um, before Mormon Palooza that oh, night. Yeah. Dude, both, I, of course I remember everything about that night. Yeah. Same. I don't know why I asked that question, but, um, and you had that feeling of playing the guitar and the guitar was playing you. Yeah. If you start taking the approach of like, oh, the archetypes are playing us. Like, instead of being like, I contain the archetypes, I contain the gods, the gods are, it are playing us. Yeah. So there, and so stepping into the, these flows, you can almost like step into the, these patterns of like energy of, and flowing, flowing with where your energy is taking you. Um, whether it's like, I feel so excited. I want to build something right now. I want to go build a shed in the backyard or something, or just want to go create something. Or I want to go play a song. Or it's like, you know what? I'm just feeling like melancholy. I kind of want to just be depressed and just like sit here and drink tea and watch the snowfall kind of thing. Um, Following, allowing those flows and, and stepping into them and realizing that like, you can even talk about it in terms of like gods or goddesses, like, Oh, Hey, like uh, uh, Apollo is very present in my life right now, or Dionysus or whoever you, you know, whatever pantheon of gods you want to, use but like realize that we have multiple parts within us i mean we talk about like parts work on here and like inner child stuff but also just like archetypal forces that are moving us through these stories and and just i think in talking about this there's an element of like being more willing just to flow with it and almost like with a curiosity of not like, oh shit, why do I feel depressed again? And why am I feeling shitty? And now I got to take more mushrooms to feel better and st- and stuff. It's like, well, that's a story too, you know? Like, or it's yes, like, dude. what are these symptoms? Uh, depression is, you can even, you know, call the 
like the symptom by its by a name and like capitalize it like oh depression's here today he's come to visit like what what what's depression coming for or like fear fear is very present right now um and you know as you would if you were watching your the a movie of your story be like okay this is a this is a new turn in this story that i'm living and i think there's something to be more and maybe this is healing. So I, you know, I, I talk about it in the sense of like healing is just a story, but I also think there's an element of healing that allows you to play in this dance more. And I don't want to take that away from it. That's, I, I, I think you just nailed what I've been trying to somehow articulate. Like you, you're, yeah. you just are, you, you're, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head for me with just the the that that curiosity of and and that leaning into the flow of okay we have a good thing happening that we love doing and of course i have to inst- i have to immediately start firing up the engine in the in my brain that that does the opposite of that thinking do you mm-hmm. know what i mean that yeah. does the well okay are you being, is this narcissism? Is this, uh, is this trying to, are you trying to be greedy or you get gain, get, get something out of it? Well, yes, I am trying to get something out of it, but the thing I'm getting out of it is the thing that is that I am getting out of it as we're talking about this. And you're making these good points that I love. Like that's, that's what I'm getting out of it right presently here now. Yeah. But also it's okay that I think the other stuff of like, oh, I hope there's lots of people listening and they really th- thought a cool thing happened. And the, there was yeah. like a funny moment and they laughed and, and they said, oh, these guys are funny and adorable and vulnerable and cute. Like, like <laughs> fine. I can think that without having to like beat myself up about it and think that I'm like a insincere, disingenuous piece of shit. Right? No, it it it, it is both. Yeah, I'm sorry that I keep coming back to that same concept. Concept, but no, both- allowing for both, it's not one and the other. And even if we have this a, a motivation that we think is purely like, uh, what's the word that's not self-serving, but purely uh, selfless, selfless. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like uh, philanthropic. a different word that was floating around, but selfless works. Philanthropic. You know, if, we, if we're doing an act that's completely selfless, it always has some hidden motivation of like selfishness in there but like yeah dude does altruism exist right like are we are we is altruism a a phony concept because even if you're doing something out of like the goodness of your heart to be altruistic aren't you getting something out of that (laughs) right yeah and so yeah yeah, so and so instead of you can look at that approach and so if, if you you think of it in a binary way then no i don't think altruism exists Right. But if you look at it as a both and a yes and kind of thing, then I think it does. And like, yes, I'm giving my money to, uh, you know, help the homeless on Thanksgiving and I feel good doing it. And I feel good about myself doing it. And I feel like I'm a giving person and, and both are there and realize that they're both, that I get some sort of selfish satisfaction from giving. And I also want to help people. And so, 
And, and so same with this podcast, like I get this self selfish satisfaction of looking at your beautiful face every week, sometimes three times a week. (laughs) Yeah. Three times in one week. It's great. And, um, and yet I also like looking at the download numbers and like knowing people are listening and like receiving comments and, uh, getting that like validation and feeling like, um, people are listening maybe because they feel like I have something to offer, you know, and, and getting that satisfaction, it, it's allowing both. And so maybe to talk about that point, you're bringing up earlier of the two people in the back black Panther movie, maybe there's a the way for both to be there of like embracing ritual and ancestors and spirit and these collective modes that humanity has for for tens of thousands of years have has have used you know even yeah. religion and gods and goddesses but also realizing that like we shouldn't take any of those too literally yeah yeah literal back to literalism yeah that they need to it's like a psychic reality that um yeah that we just i guess i guess it's like i feel like yeah, literalism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say, I guess. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, is I mean, is this too self-indulgent of a conversation for this? I, I just feel like this is this is what's on my mind a lot lately, and yeah, I, and I, I, and I, I use like... it to, I use it to provide you know color to every other aspect of my life, and it, and it's just like okay, I guess it's probably self-indulgent, but the very nature of us having a podcast that is accessible to other human people is in and of itself self-indulgent. So what what the, what the fuck am I worried about? Well, maybe there's an element of like leaning into that self-indulgence is actually what's living your story. You know, yeah. what is self-indulgence? You know, what is it like, like goes back to Joseph Campbell's kind of follow your bliss type thing. Yeah. Yep. Like your bliss is what's carrying you through this. And like, so I think maybe we've resisted self-indulgence. I know I've, res- I feel pressure sometimes with the fact that, you know, with the name Mormons on mushrooms, do we, we, we took the name and trademarked it. You know, because yeah. uh, say we came up from the name, but I think the name chose us or like the idea came to us. Right. Yep. And so as someone, people with the <laughs> a podcast named Mormons on Mushrooms, do we owe it to people to talk more about Mormons and mushrooms? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we were even joking around <laughs> this week we for high. <laughs> talking about you, 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 <laughs> you said the word flavor country. Yeah. And I'm like, what if we just started a new podcast called Flavor Country? <laughs> I know. Because but, who fucking who could ever be bet mad yeah. about the podcast called Flavor Country? We can talk about whatever the fuck we wanted. And and I don't know if people would be reaching out to us being like, hey, I, I want to be on your podcast and I want to be a guest on Flavor Country. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I did a test group of audience of one, which was uh, my wife. She did not like the name, but. She doesn't like the name Flavor Country? It's not for her. So Yeah, well, she doesn't need to listen to it then. I think we need to expand the test uh the test group of Yeah, uh, I'll, okay, I'll I'll double it. I'll I'll ask my wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Flavor Country. That was, 
That was one of our all-time great high text threads, by the way. It was pretty great, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I actually do feel pressure sometimes of like, oh, maybe I owe it to the the a Mormon slash psychedelic community to actually not ramble as much on this podcast and actually do a podcast where we bring on experts of which we do but maybe i just feel like i feel a duty to bring on it more you know <laughs> i know we feel we feel pressure to bring like to be educational or or useful or va- of value to people god damn it this is this is like this is like heavy stuff right we both feel that like oh we gotta have like a good we got to we got to represent the Mormons on mushrooms brand. What the fuck does that even mean first of all? Well, well but if you separate those parts and if you talk about Mormonism being like ex-Mormonism and the Mormon right. uh, healing, there's a lot of weight to that. And then if you talk as the mushroom part of like this whole psychedelic renaissance and everything that's going on with the the trials right now in like a uh, uh Colorado legalizing psilocybin yeah. Yeah. and well, and the, and the real, and in addition to that, the real, like, you know, the toad people that you and I've talked about, like the real people, like, are we repping the real heavy yeah. lifters when it comes to the, the medicine workers type of stuff, you know? Yeah. The people who are in touch with all the realms and like are the shamans of today that are like, could heal humanity, you know, in that yes. storyline. Um, yes. Yeah. Are we so- repping either of those or anywhere in between? No. Flavor country. Welcome aboard. (laughs) I feel like with this episode, people were like, I don't get it either of them. So like, I don't know, (laughs) but you know, I don't, I, I got to do what I want to do and chatting with you and doing this was, is what I want to do. And yeah, I I still want to talk about things, but I guess it's just following a self-indulgent path and maybe, I don't know, maybe people come along for the ride. Maybe they don't. But well, I mean, you know what? Here we are. I mean, God knows if we're even going to release this one at this point, like because it's just like, I mean, it we're 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 literally talking. Th- this is this conversation really truly only has to be interesting to you and me, right? Yeah, uh-huh. only has and, to. Yeah, <laughs> and yet, and yet, we might let it out into the world and people are going to be like, did I literally just listen to two fucking dipshits talk about themselves for an hour and a half or whatever this ends up being? I dude, I'm Mike, this is, I'm, I'm fucked up right now. Cause we do not think about, we have not covered. We have not adequately covered our position as former Mormon, like members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. We haven't, we haven't represented the ex-Mormon community at all. Mm-mm. We have also probably fucking stained the stained the eye of the mushroom community because we're just yeah. lukewarm. Like we're like what Jesus said. Like, don't be lukewarm, or I'll spew you out of my mouth. Like, are we that? Well, but this is where I'm going to clarify because I don't think we're lukewarm because um, I deeply care about the psychedelic movement and getting on real people who are helping heal. And I, I care about that. Well, same. And I care about ex-Mormonism. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that having these moments where I'm just like, fuck it, fuck if I know, are part of the story too. 
is I guess what I'm trying to say. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I, I yeah. yeah, I just, I'm referencing this specific conversation that you and I have been having. I'm not talking about like what we've done up to now or what we're planning on doing next episode. I'm just talking about like, is, is this conversation just you and me talking about you and me? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I don't know how to answer that. I just thought that's what, what I've been going through in this conversation, conversation I needed this week of all the three episodes we recorded. This is the one I needed. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. And so, um, yeah, I'm trying to sum it up to some point, but maybe there's not even a point in all of it other than like, you know, I do just think that there's like, why am I even trying to, I'm trying to come up with some sort of, I mean, honestly, right. Same. I'm trying to like figure out a way that we can wrap up, but I don't even feel like we got anything to wrap up. It's just, we're just chatting. Like I want to maybe like start playing guitars together and just do that through zoom, you know? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is who, like, I can't imagine that if someone's listening right now, send like a, let's have a code word that, that someone could like send to us. That's like, Oh, I made it to the end of that fucking conversation. Yeah. What's the word? Uh, flavor country. <laughs> flavor country. Let's just say flavor country. Yeah. So you just send us a just no, no nothing else. You can write a review and just put flavor country, or just like send us a message on Instagram or whatever and just say flavor country. Or, or if you know us, text us and say flavor country. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't know what like flavor country. That's our code word from now on. That's our safe word, Mike. Yeah, and you know I I, I guess in. I'm hoping that we didn't like, because I'm still very involved in all those stories. You know what I mean? Like totally, totally. I'm not saying I'm against I, them. I, I or can't like, wait to the next time we do ayahuasca and trip together. And uh, we're already talking about the next time we, you know, get together to like do music and journey together. And who knows what insights we're going to open up when that happens. And um, I guess what I'm trying to we're say not, yeah. We're not against it. We're not, we're, we're not, yeah. nothing's changing. It's just, this is, this is, nothing's changing, Mike. We're going to, we're going to, well, everything's changing, but we're not going to, we're going to keep looking for cool guests that have new insights and new wisdom. We're going to keep repping what we're doing. It's just funny to get a little bit of self doubt or self or reflection, right? Yeah. And we're all, we're still, we, we can't not talk about Mormonism. That's always a part of it. Um, yeah, it's just more of like how I'm feeling today. And yeah. I guess there, and this is the first time I've ever voiced it to you and we're doing it on the podcast of yeah. like, I do feel a pressure with the name Mormons on mushrooms yep. that am I living up to it? And or do I pass that name on to someone who will be a better steward of the name? Because it's a pretty dope name. I, I love it. Fucking cool name, man. It's a fucking Kudos, cool name. Mike. You and so you know, maybe there are people who will be like, oh, we'll take better care of it. But, eh, nah. I, it's, well, fuck them too. Fuck them too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring them on and they'll tell us how we're doing it wrong and how yeah. we need to be doing it different. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, I do think in all of that and all the indifference and everything, there is an element of when we're, when you start seeing yourself placing yourself in the myth one, I think that is a function of healing to be able to do that. 
Yep. Like the, the more you're able to kind of zoom out and be like, oh, I'm going through a tragic part of my story right now, or I'm going through a very excited part of my story. And and not always to be zoomed out. Like you want to be in it, like live, live your story with moments of coming out and reflection. Right. Um, that one healing enables that more and more. And so even though we call it like uh, maybe a myth of healing or a fantasy of healing, cause that's also one more story. There is an element of like when you're caught up in it and you're, triggered and your complexes are firing it's hard to see the forest through the trees you know you're yes. in it yep and who knows we could be back in it again in a week when we, we keep going through periods where we're in it and all things all seems lost or helpless or you know new traumas trigger and so there is that element of it and then there's also the element of placing being able to place yourself within your own mythic journey helps you deepen into it yep and so i guess one of the things I'm aspect I'm trying to say here is that expressing this like ambivalence today or melancholy I've been feeling or like confusion is also going to help me like deepen into my story. Yes. And when we deepen into things, that's when I just think that's then you're joyfully experiencing the sorrows of life. And I think that that's the I think that's the magic. Damn, dude, you know? quote that. Joyfully experiencing the sorrows of life. Yeah, I, I don't think it's my quote. I think it's I think it's actually maybe a Campbell quote or something. But oh, yeah. is it? Well, yeah. kudos to that quote. Or someone did. I, I can find out who said it, but it's a good quote, right? Yeah. So instead of all, always being joyful, it's like no, you're gonna go through the you're gonna go through it all until like you go through these mythic journeys and deepen into them. And I guess that's a point I want to make with it, you know? I aho is what I would say to that. Uh-huh. Aho and amen. Amen. You know, I'm going to either side of that of that spectrum. Yeah. Like aho <laughs> and amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> 